Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Today on the podcast, I'm here with the incredible Tyron Bolt. Tyron is the content wizard behind The Social Bolt. Alongside her marketing manager, Ned, an eight-year-old border collie, she built a fully booked business within four months. Tyron supports her clients to strategically craft content that helps them show up consistently and attract, engage, and connect with their dream clients so their business is seen across multiple marketing channels. She's the head wizard at the School of Content Wizardry, her online course to help spark your inner content wizard so that you can sustainably serve your community in a way that feels true to who you are and helps you build a sustainable business. She also offers a Content Wizard one-to-one series where she guides you to intentionally create impactful content and get the max out of everything you create. I've had the privilege of coaching Taryn since the beginning of her business just two years ago. In that time, Taryn's created a content movement and supported many through her authentic and person-centered style. She is so loved by me and everyone who knows her. In fact, I speak on behalf of the whole of my Swift inner circle when I say you need Taryn and her work in your life. In this episode, we talk about content in amidst an ever-changing online world, the strategies to implement no matter the trends, the content skills you need that stand the test of time, and how Taryn grew her business so quickly. I hope you love this episode. So you went from starting your business zero clients, I want to say fresh out of uni, kind of fresh out of uni, to being fully booked within four months, to building a devoted community and evolving your business over the past couple of years now to include your signature program, the School of Content Wizardry. Can you share how you did that practically? Because I think that so many people share their story but it would just be so useful to share like practically what did you do through your content to make that happen? Well, I guess 
how I did it is I, the first thing I did was obviously invested in your shine on socials without selling your soul, uh, your course. I always have to think about it for a little bit, but <laughs> that was the first course I ever did to get a feel for social media and what I was going to need to do to promote my business. And from there, I just took what I'd learned from you and then applied it, I guess, into my content. And for me, the most important thing is just investing and learning and trialing new things, um, testing things out, see how they work. So you'll never know like absolutely everything you need to know how to create content, but you've got to create content to actually understand, you know, who you're speaking to and what kind of content works. So I guess first step was investing in learning how to do it. And then from there, getting the confidence to be able to create it in a way that's like authentic to me and just develop along the way. So investing in myself, actually just creating the damn content, like hitting post. I'm a perfectionist, but I definitely know that sometimes you've just got to hit publish for that content. And then my other, I guess, content creation superpower is consistency. So that means that I show up consistently for my community they can count on hearing me consistently. I have a consistent, you know, message and tone of voice in my copy. Yeah, so I think that those are probably the f- the most important things uh, for me when I was starting. I know that when I go back and look at content that I wrote when I first started in my business, I just want to cringe at what I previously posted um, to the point where I will often share that with like mastermind clients now. It's like, well, if you're not cringing at the first pieces of content you wrote, then you obviously didn't start soon enough because you kind of want it to be bad because we're evolving so quickly in business that if we don't think it's bad, we're, we're probably not evolving at the rate that we could be. So when you go back and look at your first pieces of content, what do you love or loathe about them? And what would you change? I cringe sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it and think, why, Tara? What were you thinking? But I feel like it's a necessary part of creating content is not every single post that you put out there or piece of content is going to go viral. It's not going to get like massive open rates or likes and all of those things. Sometimes posts just bomb, just part of life. And I definitely had those times. Um, I look at some of my content and think, oh man, but then I'm also proud of myself because I know that I am really like a perfectionist (laughs) and I know that I spend a lot of time and love creating that and that someone read that at that point in time and it was important to them or it it cut through for them. So sometimes you feel like you want to, you know, go and archive all those posts, but also it's nice to go back sometimes, right? Like you get those Facebook memories that tell, you you know, this time five years ago, you were in New York City and it's just a reminder of like how far you've come and yeah, a good measure of like, you know, what you're doing right now. Absolutely. 
You've mentioned a couple of times already that you identify as being a perfectionist. So I'd really love to dive into that a little bit because I always talk about perfectionism as like fear in really nice shoes because it's that term where we almost like, do you remember when you used to do job interviews and it would be the token thing of if someone says, what are you not so great at? It's like, just say I'm a perfectionist because it's kind of a bad thing, but it's kind of a good thing because society's told us that being a perfectionist is actually kind of a good thing. And so it's really funny because I think that we identify as perfectionism with something that society has still told us is somewhat of a good thing, even though we know it holds us back in business. Tell us, how do you move through that every day in your content creation process and in your business overall? And if anyone else identifies as a perfectionist, what would you do to move through that, change that, evolve beyond that? It's hard. Like I'm not going to lie. And I often think about sometimes when I've let my perfectionism stop me from doing something. But I'm quite an ambitious person and I have big goals. And for me, it's more of, you know, at the end of the day, is this one social media post, me perfecting it, is it really that important in the big scheme of things? Like in a year's time, am I going to remember that post that I spent like an hour trying to make look perfect in Canva? Like probably not. Like I, I, de- I highly doubt that. <laughs> and if I do, then, well, that's that's another story. <laughs> that's a concern. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So send help. But I think that sometimes it's just thinking about the, the bigger picture, something bigger than that just one post. And I've found that more and more the community out there actually respond to like a little rough edges sometimes, you know, I think one time last year I sent out an email which had a spelling mistake in the subject line and I could have died. <laughs> I That was like mortifying to me. But, you know, you know what, I looked at it and then I made a post about it because it's a story for me to share that I'm working through this and sometimes you do things imperfectly. But guess what? the world didn't end. And you know what? A lot of people said to me, I didn't even notice. I had to go back and check it just to find the spelling mistake. So it's a big deal to you. And I get that because, you know, I live that. Most people don't even notice. They're so, they're so focused on themselves and their lives that a spelling mistake, a graphic that is a little out of alignment or, you know, whatever, it's not that big a deal. And also if it was to somebody, they're likely not your ideal clients. Like you don't want those people as your clients who are going to be like, oh, but you know, there's a typo in this or this graphic's not quite aligned. Like, because ultimately people that are doing those things are usually the same kinds of people that are like picking apart your programs or, you know, trying to find errors in things as a projection of themselves. And so I really hear you on that. I think recognizing that ultimately, if there is something that's imperfect, it's going to probably make a great story. And also in addition to that, that you 
are going to get lost in that detail if you're focusing on something too much without moving beyond it and that hour of your life could have been used for as you say more of that big picture thinking and focusing on what it is that really matters so I love that you shared that because I think that it's so useful to hear from somebody who specializes in content which so much of that is attention to detail that the actual minutiae of that is not important like the actual, you know, specifics. Yeah, the amount of times that, you know, yeah, people don't even notice or things happen. And like you said, if people are judging you for those things, that says more about them than it does about you. And a lot of the times is people just want to connect with a person. And I mean, that shows that you're human, right? Because we all make spelling mistakes. We all like, we all make mistakes. No one is perfect. Like, not even Beyonce is perfect, as I would say. So, you know, people will make mistakes and that's okay. 100%. So let's talk algorithms because they are constantly changing. I feel like we go through seasons of people feeling really challenged by the algorithms. And I feel like we're in that season right now, when I say algorithms, I'm talking about predominantly the Facebook algorithm in relation to groups right now and the Instagram algorithm in relation to like story views decreasing really significantly. What's your biggest piece of advice for anyone that's struggling to build their platforms and feels challenged by yeah. algorithms? It's it's a big one and it is frustrating and you think you get you know, the hang of something and then next minute changes and you're doing well and then, you know, reach decreases and story views go down and all of these things. And it's hard to not let that, like you throw your hands in the air and say, screw this, I'm not doing it anymore. But that's the worst thing you can do <laughs> is that the, the whole point of algorithms is that, you know, Facebook, Instagram, they want you to spend as long as possible on that platform and utilize all the features and that's great but we don't have all of the time to be doing everything that Instagram wants us to do so my piece of advice is to never create for an algorithm to put that out of your mind and to focus on who you're creating content for the most important thing about creating content is that one person who is reading your post or your email and really focusing on serving them, on speaking to them to where they are right now and, you know, helping them. So it's very easy to get caught up in the algorithm talk and all of those things, but you'll be surprised the amount of times that you think that, oh, only 20 people liked my post, but that one person who read that post potentially could have changed their life. It really spoke to them and it really helped them where they were at that day. So for me, yes, it's frustrating. I get it. I get frustrated all the time because I'm creating content for clients and, you know, numbers and stuff are important. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is that one person that you're speaking to. And it's really interesting because if the focus is on the algorithm, the focus is often less on creating valuable content, right? And ultimately, no matter what, the focus needs to be on value. I'm curious to know your thoughts around this. I've really noticed that 
since reels have come in and I'm a big fan of reels for awareness and growth and all of those things. So, and make recommendations for clients to use reels as well. Cause I think they're really great, especially for building awareness right now. But I've noticed that it's almost like the move to, there's always been this, but the move to adopt the thing that Instagram's favoring, that the algorithm's favoring. But in doing so, it's like there's a desire to adopt that thing over and above creating value. And I just think that it's such a short-sighted way of viewing creating content in our businesses because ultimately, if we're chasing the algorithm, we're not thinking about creating max value. Like I know that there is nothing that performs as well for me in my business as a plain old picture selfie of me probably with a caption that is like something really, really valuable with like a three-step process attached that's really practical and easy to implement or something like that. Can you speak a little bit to that? What do you see? I definitely with find your that if you create based on trends, like it's easy for them to change very quickly obviously their trends Mm. at that point in time but you know tomorrow they could have a new feature that they want you to focus on and push through that so it's really important to have to yes adopt those trends but don't put all the eggs in that basket don't go all in on reels but forget about the importance of valuable content because at the end of the day those trends will come and go, but quality content is will be forever. Like those tips or that something they can take away and implement in their business is more important than, you know, anything else, like at the end of the day. I so agree with you. I think as well, we're in this time where we want big results now from one post in one second, you know, and like when I think about that, what I'd love to know is what actually works. So you talked about quality content essentially being something that never goes out of style and to always focus on trends. Like what is an effective content strategy looks look like? Can you take us through the building blocks of, you know, some of your best tips and recommendations that you give your clients when it comes to creating. So I think the most important like three steps that I would say is obviously the first one is really knowing your, who you're speaking to. I'm not talking about that they're, you know, 36 years old, they have a dog named Ned and they live in this suburb and they drive this car. Like that's surface level stuff. I'm talking about you know, the Taran that is, you know, an introvert and struggles with perfectionism and, you know, she has, needs to work on her mindset and all of these things and how that makes her feel and how that impacts her life. So just really knowing that person that is reading your content, like they're your best friend so that you really can speak to what they're struggling with, how you can help them, you know, how can you teach them or like change their life, have an impact on their life. So that is first and foremost, like the most important thing, like have a Google doc and, you know, every time you discover something more about, you know, your community or people in your community. So go and look at what people are commenting on your posts or what are people telling you in the DMs or what are you speaking to your friends about maybe who are in business too 
about the thing that you can help them with. Go and ask people and really listen. Like, I mean, this is one of the most important skills you can have is to listen to what people have to say to you and then create your content based on that. That's when you'll get that content. People like, oh my God, is she in my head? Because you've really listened to them and you've given them something that can help them or, you know, make them feel a certain way. So that's always my most important thing. And I feel like if you really know your ideal client and you speak to that on every occasion, your post will always perform well. Your content will always perform well. You'll speak to the right people and you'll find more people like that. Um, The second thing is probably knowing what makes you magic, knowing that what you're an expert at. And I know people get a bit funny about the word expert, but that doesn't mean you have to know everything about that, that topic, but you just have to know more than the people that you're serving essentially and how you can add value to them. So knowing how you can help someone and, and don't undersell yourself. Like I know I'm really bad at this, but you know, you have your, your strengths, you have your areas that you're a genius at your zone of genius. So, you know, how can you share that through your content and, you know, also, How can you share your personality through your content? For me, that's Harry Potter and it's my dog. So that's why I bring that out and it gives that personal element because reality is there's a lot of content out there. So you've got to stand out by being you. And the third one is consistency and that is having, you know, consistent messaging And another one for content would be content pillars. So obviously themes for your content. And that is around what makes you magic. That's about like your personality. That's also those value added pieces. So definitely, you know, the client or the audience who you're speaking to, your personality and what makes you magic. And the third one is, you know, consistency. So good. So good. Thank you so much for summarizing those. I love that you shared some really practical tips as well, like that Google doc with your ideal client and adding to that and having, you know, information that they share with you and all of those things that you can refer back to, because ultimately when you're creating any content, it's like, well, what's the language that they're using? Because if I use that too, they're going to mirror, they're going to see themselves in me and the content that I'm sharing, and it's going to be really resonant for them. So love, love, love all of that that you shared there. I feel like the piece around consistency is something that people find really challenging sometimes. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, I can't sit my ass down every Monday for three hours and create content, or I don't know how to do that effectively, like talk to me about how consistency works. What would you say? Because obviously we're all different and consistency looks different to everyone. How could you know, if we were referencing human design, for example, like if you're a projector, you're probably going to create content differently to if you're a manifesting generator. How do people understand what consistency looks like for them? Is there a process that you would recommend they go through or a level of understanding knowing that consistency and content creation looks different for everyone? I definitely think it definitely looks different for everyone. Mm. And it's really about making a process that works for you. So if you are the on the fly kind of person and or like when creativity hits, maybe that looks like having a content bank of ideas. So you kind of have an idea and then just when you get into that flow to actually 
you know, expand and actually write the piece of content. So that might look like that. You know, you could be like when I started and I wrote everything in a Google Doc, I wrote all my posts, I had my image and I had my hashtags and everything was planned out to perfection. Uh, Spoiler alert, doesn't look like that now. (laughs) I am definitely a bit ad hoc at the moment, but because I really am sure of who I'm talking to and what I can help them with, I'm okay with that because I can do things a bit more ad hoc on the fly. But you, if you are the person that sits down and, you know, is really organised and plans everything out, that's amazing. And just doing the process that works for you. So if consistency for you looks like one post a week but you show up on stories every second day or something, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's better to be consistently doing something than consistently doing nothing because if you're doing consistently nothing, then you're not getting in front of your people. And the more that things like the algorithm changes and stuff, you'll find it harder to do that. So I definitely think how how do you work best? Okay. And what does that look like? Do you want to sit down and plan it out in one go? Do you want to just do it on the fly? And maybe like when you feel like that, write as many posts as you can and have that bank of posts ready to go or bank of emails ready to go. So it's just really about figuring out what works for you and being consistent in that. Don't look at anyone else and think that person posts five times a week. I need to do that. When I started, I posted every single day and I highly do not recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) This is where business is so akin to personal development in what I'm about to say next, in that following exactly what you said is so key and in doing so, being really honest with yourself as well, because I also call bullshit on some clients around this where they might say, oh, it just really works for me to do, you know, a post on the fly every single time I do it. But then I witness them saying things like, oh, but then I just don't share content because I feel the pressure around doing so. It's like, well, is that really working for you then? Or is that just self-sabotaging behavior for you to actually not have to show up? And I know you're nodding at me right now. And so this is likely something that you hear as well, right? It's essentially getting so real with yourself there and being really honest with yourself about what habits are serving me and what habits aren't serving me. And so often that's a process of trial and error. Like you just shared where you used to sit down and force yourself to do five days a week posts and pre-plan them all. Then you're like, this is not actually working for me, especially as my business grows. I'm going to do this on more of an ad hoc basis, but I can because I've got a shitload of confidence around knowing how to show up and share and create amazing content. And so if I have 15 minutes to like nut out a post and get it out because I know I want to get something out that day, you're not going to be feeling like, oh shit, I just can't do this right now. You, you actually can make that process happen. Is there anything you want to add to that? Like, does that feel true? Yeah. What, what comes up for you there? Definitely. I hear it a lot. People saying, you know, like, uh, it just works for me to do it like this, but they're often tend to be the people who are like, but when I post, I get no engagement mm. or 
I don't make a million dollars from one post. Like they're, they're the ones who are tied to that. So you've got to be really, really honest with yourself. And that's why we talk, talk about sometimes doing things like for me that might be uncomfortable or, you know, like just posting, hitting posts on things that aren't perfect for the sake of getting something out there because there's always that done is better than perfect, you know, and you showing up is better than you not showing up. And the more you do that, the more like engagement you'll get. You've got to think about social media is a relationship. It's like a two-way thing. Like you've got to give engagement to get engagement. You've got to show up for your people. If you want your people to buy from you, if you want them to share your stuff, if you want them to shout your name from the rooftops, you've got to show up. You've got to you know, and you've got to do the same for them. So it's definitely that two-way relationship. And yeah, I definitely hear it a lot is that, oh, but I could never do that because I'm not that kind of person. It's like, okay, cool. But you either do it and move your business forward or you don't do it and you stay frustrated in the same spot. So what's your choice? Something that I think about so often lately is the habits that we're creating in our business and how we perpetuate those habits through or like our clients then take those on or our community then responds to us with those same habits. So to give an example, if I'm really lastminute.com about everything, then I'm probably going to have people who are being really lastminute.com in their exchanges with me as well. Do I really want that? No. So therefore I probably need to change my behavior around that. If I'm putting out posts and like not seeing the engagement that I want, it's like, well, is this really supporting me? No. Do I need to change that? Yes. So I really love that you described that correlation because I think about that a lot and it requires us getting really real with ourselves and going, how can we change this? How can we tweak this essentially? I also think about it so much in relation to the topic we were talking about before on creating content for trends and just thinking about, you know, I've been marketing for what, over a decade, you've been in marketing, including uni for how long now? Like five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah, about five years. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, like in these years, the amount of things that have actually changed from a content perspective, and I'm not talking about like stories and reels and whatever, the amount of things that have actually changed, like the transition away from blogs and introducing podcasts, there are very few things that have actually changed in terms of what truly matters in how we show up for our people. Like very few things. We're still creating lead magnets. We're still communicating with people through social media as part of the awareness process to then bring people closer to sale. Like the process is all still the same. It's the small things that are changing. And so I think that's just so useful to remember. And it's why programs like yours are so important because if you're showing up and running from trend to trend and you think that that's the way your business is going to grow, it's not. What actually is going to support your business to grow is understanding how to create that valuable, timeless content that is going to live on as long as you want your business to live on, which is, I'm sure if you're here a long time, it's creating that sustainable content in a really powerful way and having a process with which to do that, that's going to properly support you to build your business. So 
while there's a time and place for trends. And like I said at the start, I'm all about reels and all about those things. It's like, let's just also remember that the things that are actually sexy to your people are things like adding value, showing up consistently, being there to have those two-way dialogues with them, all of those things that you shared before. Yeah, definitely. And those trends are going to come and go. But I remember when I started my business and now like in two years, so much has changed in terms of, you know, content and content creation. And and yet nothing's changed. (laughs) And if you uh, don't have those foundations and you're jumping from things to things, it will not be sustainable for you. You will burn out and you'll hate it. And that's a big thing for me is if you're doing things from a place of, I don't like this or I hate this. And like you mentioned is people can tell from your content, like if you don't enjoy creating it, I'm pretty sure people tell me, you know, they love my content because it's full of Harry Potter references. Like it's like my mission in life to see how many references I can drop in all of my content. And that makes it fun for me and I enjoy it. And it's not so much of a chore because I'm going to just, you know, say that you're always going to need to create content in your business. Content will never go away. How you deliver it might change, will change, but I highly doubt you'll ever not need to create it. So you want to get comfortable with having those foundations in place so you can have fun while you do it. Totally. Amen. Could not agree with you more on that. So... As a final thing for just like a bit of fun, can you share some of the biggest mistakes you see people make when it comes to their content, just so that they have the opportunity to go, okay, yep, that might be me right now and what they can do instead or how they could tweak that? So I think definitely posting inconsistently or, you know, without a plan or purpose. So that might look like panic posting, like, oh crap, I haven't posted this week. I'm just going to chuck up a picture of my Friday drinks and be like, happy Friday. And that's great if it's mixed in with the other types of value content and that and that's fine. I love, you know, a Friday drink, but from a business perspective, like what does that add value to your ideal client? So you've got to have some kind of plan and purpose for your content so that there is that consistency obsessing over things you know shiny objects is is a big one I've seen this real trend and I have to do it exactly like that and then you just end up like being like everyone else so you know trends are it's great reels are great to but make them your own like don't feel like you have to be like everyone else and definitely you know the shiny objects like obsessing over your hashtags that's not necessarily the reason you're not reaching your ideal clients. You might want to look at like the actual content that you're giving them if it's not cutting through. So posting without a plan or purpose, being inconsistent. And the other thing is definitely what I've just mentioned, I guess, is trying to be like someone else, looking at another business owner and thinking they create content like like this way I have to do that or I should do this. These are the worst words to use. Like say goodbye to shoulds because you don't like you need to do it for yourself and for your ideal clients. So, you know, if you try and be like everyone else, you'll sound like everyone else and you will see 
nothing because you won't cut through that noise because honestly there's a lot of content out there and you know there's a lot of other content creators out there like me but there's only one me so the difference between my content and anyone else's is me so at the end of the day I've got to share me and you know be authentically me and that's what will cut through so there are a couple of the mistakes and don't feel like, oh, that's me. You, you know, like, oh, my life is over. No, because I speak from personal experience. I've done all of these things and all of the mistakes. I have come out the other side and said, you know, you can fix these. It's not the end of the world. 100% could not agree with you more. Thank you so much for sharing those. And thank you so much for being here. I love you and am so proud of you and just could not be more excited for you to now share a little bit more about your upcoming program, the School of Content Wizardry, because I just stand by it so much. I recommend it to any of my clients who need support in relation to content and could not recommend it more for anyone that's listening who is really ready to level up in their business and commit to content rather than resisting it and actually enjoy the process. So can you share a little bit more about it? So yeah, it's my program that's getting a bit of a facelift. So it's going to actually be uh, 12 weeks this time, just because I wanted a bit of time to teach you the foundations of creating content so you can build them yourself in a way that's, you know, simple, it's fun and it's authentic to you. And at the end of that, you'll be able to create your own version of magic content so similar to what I do but for yourself and for your business and you're going to feel confident to do it and it's going to feel so much easier than you know the overwhelm that you feel right now because I know that it's overwhelming sometimes to create content so it's pretty epic I must say because I'm teaching you all the foundations and I'm coaching you at the same time and then I just bring in you know a handful of other magical wizards to run guest master classes and it pretty much covers everything you need to know about content so we've got like mindset copywriting we have websites and SEO we have you know all of these things. We even have reels. So masterclasses on systems and processes. So everything you need to know about creating content is inside the School of Content Wizardry. So, so good. Get around it. We'll share the link to it in the show notes. You're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the Shine Online podcast. Thank you for being with us. This has been so fun. Well, thank you so much for having me. I must say that this is my favorite podcast. So it's an honor to be on it. And I love you so much. You are the best business coach in the world. You heard it here first. (laughs) I really didn't pay her to say that. I promise. You're the best. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I wanted to jump in again quickly before we close out this episode to let you know about my brand new free guide that I have created just for you, the Mindset Money Making Guide 
Within this document, I share five mindset challenges that my clients have faced while building their dream businesses and the exact actionable strategies that they've used to level up each time. Because it's all well and good to have these conversations about mindset, but unless we're talking about actionable strategies, then we're really not moving the needle forward. Think more visibility, abundance, money, and clients. And it starts by leveling up your mindset and taking action. You can jump on over and access this for free now at elliswift.com forward slash mindset guide. 